Hello everyone, welcome into the latest edition of Prem Talk, your go-to spot for anything Premier League, anything Champions League. I'm Zeki Zai, joined today by Sam and Millen. Really excited for this weekend preview. Millen, the Blues have a tough one this week. I like to think it's a tough one. It was a tough one for United, I'll tell you that for sure. Going away to the King Power, Sam, how do you think... One, the Blues are going to do, but how, more specifically, how do you think the matchup between a Brendan Rodgers 4-3-3 is going to line up against two equals five back? Well, I mean, Leicester's been in good form as well as Chelsea, so I think this will be a great game, a very important one for Chelsea. I think that it'll be interesting to see how the likes of Vardy match up with whoever is Chelsea's center backs. I think that matchup will be important because he's the player who can stretch the field for Leicester. And that can be Chelsea's downfall if he can stretch the field and get in behind. That can be very dangerous. Um, I hope to see Chelsea starting a strong squad. Hopefully, Christian Pulisic can get some playing time after having some uh, minutes in his legs during the international break. Obviously, I would love to see that. Um, aside from that, I think that Chelsea should win this game. Obviously, from my perspective, I hope that we win this game. But I think it'll be a hard-fought game. I mean, we lost them in the FA Cup final. You know, they seem to great day. have one over occasionally. It was not a great day. It was not a great day. Um, um, who do you think the three centre-backs are going to be? Because I've got Rudiger and Christensen in my FPL. I'm sure many other people also have them. Do I start Christensen and Rudiger together? Do you think they play? I think there's a better chance of Christensen playing than Rudiger. I would. Um, I don't think Thiago Silva's going to play. I think Christensen's definitely going to play. Rudiger, I would like to think, is, um, is going to play because he's coming back from injury but um i would like to see someone like chalaba maybe as the third option in the center back or um star also because he's been good and i'd like to see him get some more minutes but it's it's an important game so you could see someone like Thiago silva coming in and playing and making it rudiger Thiago silva and christensen which well, i would like to I'll see be hoping for a change james and and Joel on the outsides would be would be excellent hopefully conte is uh healthy after international break to come back into the squad and uh hopefully help out a lot too Sure. Mill, we got our new potential manager in managing in this match. We we could be seeing our future manager and Brendan Rogers take on Chelsea this weekend. So I'll be watching just, just because I like to see how he manages. How do you think he's gonna do? He's done great this season, I think, with that Leicester side. Um although I do think Chelsea's just too big of a challenge for Leicester right now. Um obviously it'd be great if he wins especially as a United fan, not disregarding the whole potential manager thing, just, you know, watching Chelsea, you know, be beatable would be something like quite good to see. But again, I, I don't think so. I think um, the five backs going to be completely rampant in attack. If Brendan Rodgers can deal with it, then that's fine. But um, I think Chelsea's system right now is too, is too strong. The team works so well together. The, the structure is so set in every player's head, even in defence and attack. Um, if Brandon Rogers can do something about that, then obviously that's going to be a great watch. But you know, I, I just think it's it's Chelsea's um, Chelsea's game for the taking. I mean, for me, it goes it goes one of two ways. I mean, obviously, I think Leicester's going to sit back and look look to counter with with the pace of already with the. I mean, I think Harvey Barnes might even get a start as well. Um, so I think if if the longer they can hold off and not let in the first goal, the the better chance I'm going to give them to to hit on the break, but I think it could either go 3-0 Chelsea or I think it could be a 1-0 uh, Leicester if it's an off day um, at the office. The early kickoff on Saturday, so it'd be fun to watch that. Uh, next, we're going to go 
Watford host United. I'm uh, going. I sniped a seat, actually. Sniped a seat, first row, at Vicarage Road. Um, quick little side note. Ronaldo is still two goals away from 800. He's playing Watford. Wouldn't put it past him to score twice. I'm actually concerned. Yeah, you know, just a little off topic. Do you think I'll be able to record Ronaldo celebrating and not get into a fight if I'm sitting with the Watford crowd? I would like you to try. And then hopefully there's a video of you getting in a fight. <laughs> are, the Watford, are the Watford supporters that violent? See, I'm not going to celebrate, right? I'm not going to no. celebrate anything United. I'm just going to record a celebration, you know? They're, like probably, a... they're probably getting to like enjoy watching Ronaldo as much as you are. Obviously a bit less. There's only like, like, um... probably like here so no one can see. All right, well, we'll figure out. I will report back if I am on the next. If, if I'm on the weekend recap, then you know it went well. If I'm not, then oh, it's it's been nice speaking to you all. But uh, seriously, though, this could actually be Ole's last match. I know reports came out today saying that it's known by the upper management that a managerial change is is imminent, that they need to do it. They're just waiting for the right time and the right replacement, which is a very open-ended statement. It could be the end of the season. It could be tomorrow. Um, but with the interest in Brendan Rogers, and obviously there's been reports that he's been house hunting in the Cheshire area, which is where most players and managers live. Um, in potentially all his last match, do you think he's going to switch things up in terms of player personnel? Wait, real quick, I um I think you mentioned it last episode that like there's no way that this is Oli's last match because of just the amount of games, the volume of games that we have in the short time period. It's impossible to sort of rearrange that. Um I think Oli could wait he should win against Watford, but I'm thinking like with our form and you know his his tactics that I've seen this year, it is a game that I'm sort of doubting. Um I shouldn't have to feel like that. We've said it throughout the um the podcast episodes, we should not have to worry about going Watford away and and worrying about not grabbing three points. Oh, not, not away, wherever it is, home. Is it home or away? I haven't even checked. It's away. It's away at Watford, yeah. yeah. We shouldn't even have to worry about going away, um, especially in our away form has been pretty decent over the past year. Um, I just think that Ollie's really got his back against the wall and, and unfortunately this time he's not really got the results to sort of dig him out of it. Um, the big thing I am scared about is if we now go and thrash Watford, see, that's a big if, we now go and, and thrash Watford, will people then be like, <laughs> and don't you dare say it will be me, um, but will people then be like, oh, well, Ollie's just, he's all right. <laughs> Keep him. It will be you. It will. You know, I actually got a reply today. Someone be, said, I'm, this mill guy is definitely Ollie in. He's definitely Ollie in. I'm not. I'm just, I'm, I'm more reasonable than Zeki. Whenever I hear like Ollie, it's just Zeki's very Ollie out, and I'm trying to show him that it's not, it's not too bad. But yeah, I am Ollie. Not out. too bad. Not too. Mill, no, come on, man. Come, not too it's bad. Really Four from eighteen. Four points when, from eighteen is not too bad. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying like now, back then, four matches ago, it wasn't too bad. Now he's now he's like ruined it. Oh, like go away from the club, please. <laughs> Like, please, stop hurting me. Finishing 19 points off of first place last season, that's not too bad for United. Finishing second place last season. That isn't bad. 19-point gap. 
City did well. 19 points. That's the standard now. That's how much you're lowering the standard is 19 point gap. That's a success. That's second out of 20, Zeki. Oh my God. I, I, I can't even with you. No, honestly, that's, it shouldn't be that way. But uh, you make a good point though, originally, not, not the follow-up, originally, you said that this won't be his last match because of the turnaround time uh, to Villarreal. So Sam, if you're Ole, kind of knowing this, that they're not going to sack you with two days before a next match, do you kind of throw a curveball? Do you do something you haven't done before? Or do you stick with your favorites? Do you stick with McFred, uh, Maguire, Luke Shaw? I think they're going to stick with their favorites because I think this is a big game that they need to win. And they need to win this convincingly, or at least Ollie does. Um, I think that they're going to go with something stable. I don't know if I doubt that we'll see Ollie bring out the five back again. I expect them to go back to what they have been running all season. Um, I think that they're going to win this game, and I think that they'll win it like 3 0 or something like that. I don't think it'll be as much of a thrashing, um, but it still could raise those questions in Mill's head we've, as we've seen in the past. In hours before kickoff, if I see that we have lined up in a five back, I'm not going to go. I, I'm going to turn around and go back home. If we've lined up with a five back against Watford, but you won't do that. There's no way. Like, There's no way. Okay, the reason I won't is just because of Ronaldo. I want to see his 800th goal, and that's the only reason. If he wasn't in the team, I I might highly consider turning around and going back. Thing, I th- I think it's a, a very good match for United. I also think that it's important that they have this away match at um, a team like Watford because I think that I I was I heard someone say it um, a few weeks ago that playing at Old Trafford right now for United is gotta be a lot of pressure, especially for Ollie playing in that atmosphere where everyone expects so much. The crowd is reacting so much to every every ball that's been given away or every good pass. So it's it's so back and forth. Going to a place where you can just play your game and not have to worry about the 60,000 or however many fans breathing down your necks. So I think that could be good for them. And it'll be a good morale boost yeah. for the locker room as well. Definitely. I think it, de- it definitely didn't help when, um, like, you know, Atlanta half time. Okay, the first half was atrocious, but they did hear about um, not not everyone in the stadium, but a large like few tens of thousands of people booing them. It mm-hmm. can't be. You can play awfully and expect that, and that comes with the job. But regardless of your performance, that will feel awful. So I think yeah, exactly as you said, they're away. They're away record, as well as the fact that there's maybe you know less pressure from home fans. Um, could be it could be a, a bit of breath of fresh air, um, and I'm hoping that's the case. But yeah, that, that is a good point. I've actually thought about that. Yes, the last point uh, I want to talk about on this is obviously there's there's been reports that players come out and said that Ole has lied to them in terms of promising them playing time. Like, exa- I mean, we could we don't know who it is, but we can speculate. It's probably going to be like Donny is one of them. Tellez, uh, another, just saying that they were promised to be rotated, and he hasn't rotated. Obviously, yeah. So in this. In this match, knowing that Donny's been open, he's going to leave in January if if it doesn't change, if his playing situation doesn't change. Does he get the start on Saturday? It's, it shouldn't be like that. Like it should be, he should be chosen because the manager wants him and because he's you know he's he's done enough for the manager to put his trust in him. Whether he's done that and Ollie's still not picking him, I don't know. Um, but for me, I think he he's looked confident when he's come on the pitch. He's looked hungry. Um, and that's more than I can say for many of the Man United players um, throughout the season. 
it's sad though because I don't think Oli has the managing or coaching ability to sort of work with Donny well. I think he he's really good at um, coaching these workhorses like McTominay and Fred um, to inspire them to work hard and you know run all the time. But he's not really good at coaching technical uh, midfielding, which I think Donny's more possessive of. Um, excluding that, I think I I think I speak on behalf of many United fans. Like I would love to see Donny come in um, in the next game and start. But the fact of the matter is. There's been plenty of games where, where Donny could have come in, um, especially the Atalanta game um, and uh, a few of the Premier League games against lower, lower table sides just to come in and get some confidence in him. But he's come on in the last couple of minutes of the game um, or he's been completely left out and, and been forced to travel with the squad. I think it's just absolute torture. Um, I think also Jesse Lingard is a big one because he had a great season last year. Um, and I was kind of excited to get him back and everyone was thinking, oh, where would you play him? And it's a good question because, you know, we've got quite a lot of attacking options. Um, but, but for him to have the season he's had last year with West Ham, or the half season, and then come back and, and that, go back to essentially zero again, um, that can't be good on his own mental health, which we know he was struggling with before he went to West Ham. Um, so, you know, he might be looking to leave. Mina Riola says something about Pogba going this January. Um, Tellez, he was a captain at Porto, world-class left-back, one of the best in the world. Um, and now he's second to, to an off-form Luke Shaw. Um, so, yeah, Andy, I, I think, you know, Brandon Williams was here. He he also got a little bit um, of, of disappointment watching Brandon Williams play ahead of him as well. So there's a, there's loads of players that Oli just doesn't know how to manage or fit into the side. And I do not see Watford being any different um from those players like remaining out just don't think i just don't think he likes likes having them in the squad or he just can't play them now if you're you bring up a good point uh if you're jesse lingard you've got to be absolutely kicking yourself right now playing being the star man in that west ham side who's now third in the prem playing every single match scoring all the goals it's got to be really tough for him but i'm i'm hoping it's a perfect match, in my opinion, for Donny van de Beek and Jaden Sancho. Sancho is a dribbler who needs confidence. He's a very, very good dribbler when he's confident, as any player is, against a Watford team that I watched. Danny Rose is the left back. He was absolutely shambolic against Saka when they played Arsenal. Gave him a run in every single time. I can't even imagine what Jaden Sancho is going to do to Danny Rose, 1v1 dribbling. So I'm hoping to see Donny. I'm hoping to see Jaden. We will see what happens with that but the big match of the weekend Liverpool play host to Arsenal obviously Liverpool coming off the away defeat to West Ham I was there it was a phenomenal time actually showing my inner hammer singing with the hammers but they, they lost it in a fashion where it, in times they were just so exposed on the counter and I think Liverpool's going to have loads of possession in this match loads of it um, and Arsenal's going to try to counter with the pace they have with Aubameyang, with Saka. And Arteta plays decent football as well. So, Mill, do you think Arsenal get a result at Anfield? No. Um, but that doesn't mean that Arsenal are going to play badly or it's going to be a walkover like it was with Liverpool and United. Um, Arsenal are a team of confidence right now and they're a team like, you know, climbing up the table. They're obviously ahead of us. Um, in a point of the season where they were 20th, um, which is pretty embarrassing for us. But, 
you know, Arsenal are ahead of us. And uh, the only reason for that is because um, Arteta has in instilled some sort of inspiration into the squad where they can feel more confident and play more attacking football. Um, the come up of Smith Rowe, especially in the England squad, and Saka, they both played really well for England as well over the over the break. So that'll be um, really good to see. However, I just think this Liverpool side look a bit um, look a bit too dominant in attack. And personally, I think um, the defence of Arsenal is not a strong point. Okay, Ramsdale's doing insane. Um, he's a great keeper, but you know when you're having like Salah have a have like five shots a game right, on goal, it's just like it, it's it, it can't be um it can't be an easy game for Arsenal to go there and and sort of um and, and get get any result. Maybe a draw, but I, I just see Liverpool scoring goals, and I just don't see Arsenal keeping up with the same number of goals. Um, I it could be like. It could be Arsenal could score a goal or two, maybe a goal. I'd say they score one. But if Arsenal score one, then I think Liverpool score three. So it's that it's that sort of, sort of game. Um, but I'll let you guys talk about it though. Yeah, Sam. So looking at Liverpool's recent results, they've obviously haven't been to the standard that they'd like. They they blew that lead against Brighton. They they, blew, they were up two 0 They this corner that they they ended up drawing that match and they lose to West Ham away. Do you think that? Times are going to start turning tough for Liverpool fans, or do you think it's just a bump in the road and they're going to wipe the house with Arsenal this weekend? I think this is an important game for them. I mean, I said a few weeks ago that I thought that Liverpool was going to bounce back and be fine. Um, I think that Arsenal is in good form right now. I agree Ramsdale's been crazy. And also Ben White's form has gone a little bit underrated. I agree with Mel that Smith Rowe has been huge for Arsenal, so he could um, be a factor in the game. But I, I agree with Mel. I think that Liverpool's attack is going to be a little bit too much for Arsenal to handle. I think this will be a, a important game for Liverpool to win. I could see a draw happening, which would be big. Um, any sort of result for Arsenal in this situation would be huge for them. Um, I would love to see an Arsenal result in this situation, actually, from a Chelsea perspective, looking at the table. But I agree that the likes of Salah and Mane would be a little bit too much for that defense to handle. But I, I think that Bami Yang or, or, or Saka could sneak a goal in. And, and make it interesting. I reckon that there might be a draw. I think they're going to get a draw away just because I think they're going to get a lucky goal. I think Liverpool are going to score one, maybe uh, take the foot off the gas a little bit. Norris will come back into the game possession-wise. I think they draw 1-1. One, one. But finally, we're going to go Tottenham and Leeds. I mean, normally, this really wouldn't be that big of a fixture, but it's Antonio Conte's second match in charge or second Premier League match in charge at Spurs after drawing nil-nil to Everton. He seemed to tighten up the defense. I mean, obviously playing the five back, they didn't concede, but they struggled in the offensive third. And obviously Harry Kane's coming back from a massive, massive international break for him. I think he scored seven goals in those two matches. So he's going to look at this lead side who love to attack and are very exposed at the back. And he's going to be just itching to get on the score sheet. Yeah, I agree. I think that this could be a big game for that Tottenham side. But um, I'm very curious to see how that tactical matchup will be with Conte going up against Bielsa. I mean, that's a, it's a very hard-working Leeds team who, as you said, likes to attack, likes to press with that five-back system that Antonio Conte is bringing in. It'll be interesting to see if their counterattacking can be good enough um, with the likes of Harry Kane finishing and Son providing some of that depth in the team. I, I think they'll be able to stretch the field a little bit more and could make this... Uh, a good game for them to win and get Conte's is uh get get his legs under him in the Premier League. 
Yeah, Miller, I who think, do you think needs to win more? Well, I think, well, out of Leeds and Spurs. Yeah. I think Spurs yeah. have to leave, um, have to, what was the phrasing? They have, they, they need to win more. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah, Spurs, Spurs are arguably a big club. Um, relatively to the league, relative to the league, they're a big club. Um, and I think the arrival of Conte has definitely upvalued that that club a bit. Um, Kane, I think if you mention Kane to um, some fans who are English, um, there will always be, you know, if, even if they don't support Spurs, there'll always be a lot of respect for him because he's brought a lot of um, a lot of happiness to the country. But also, he's he's provided some world class moments, and he's definitely shown, especially last season. That he's one of the best in the world um, on his day. Okay, this season has not been his day, um, but I'm excited to see if he sort of revives after this Conte arrival. Um, Conte is obviously a world class manager, um, and he may be really interesting to work work alongside. Kane is their predominant striking option, um, so it's not really like Conte can sort of drop him for bad form. Maybe he feels revived. Maybe he feels re-motivated and re-energized. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see the Spurs side play because obviously there was a prospect of United getting Conte. Um, so it would be interesting to see how you know how how he how he changes Spurs. Obviously, we beat them three 0 and they haven't been on the best forms, especially defensively. So it's quite a similar situation with Spurs um, as it is to United. So I'm I'm really interested to see. And obviously, Sam, you're a Chelsea fan, and Conte had. Uh, a special um, success with you, um, so I, I think I think it's just it's just an interesting arrival into the Premier League in terms of managers, and I think probably the biggest we'll see this year. Sam, I know you got to hop off in a second, so we're going to do quick fire score predictions for this weekend. Just going to run through all the matches. So uh, Leicester, Chelsea, Sam. Two uh, one Chelsea. Three one Chelsea. Go 2-2. Two, two. Newcastle Brentford. Uh 1-0 Brentford. 3-2 Newcastle. I think Newcastle win it 2-1 with the uh, with the bad form. Burnley playing host to Palace Mill. 1-0 Burnley. Wow. Curveball. Wow. With an inform Patrick Vieira, an inform inform Palace. Listen, Chris Wood, Chris Wood will score a, the most brutal goal ever seen in, in Premier League football. Yeah, he's got Chris Wood in his FPL. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I wish I did. <laughs> Sam? I'd say 2-0. 2-0 Palace. Right. Yeah, Watford United, Mill, come on. Come on, throw me something. Um, oh, I'll, I'll say a 4-0 four, four United. 4-0. One 0 United, Sam. Yeah, I said it earlier. I'm gonna stick with it. Three 0 United. You know, if we see a four 0 United, more than likely two of them are gonna be Ronaldo. So that means he'll have his eight hundred. So I'll, I'll be, I'll be happy. Yeah. <laughs> I think we, I think we concede though. Unfortunately, I think it'll be four one. So, uh, poor David. Wolves, West Ham. I think West Ham is gonna get the win there. Three two. Yeah, three two. Exactly the same. Yeah. Right. 
Norwich hosting Southampton. This could actually be an interesting one. Battle of the bottom. That is an interesting one. Um, I am going to fancy a James Ward Prowse free kick. Yeah. Oh, always. I'm going to take Southampton. Uh, one 0 Yeah, one 0 James Ward Prowse free kick in the 89th minute would be super delicious, actually. Super delicious. All right. Liverpool Arsenal, big match of the weekend. Everyone's going to be watching. I'm going to start. I'm going to go. I think it's going to be 2 1 Liverpool. Bill? I was going to say. <laughs> I'm going to say 3 oh, 3 1 Liverpool. Yeah. I think Liverpool will go up 2 0 early and then Arsenal will get a late one in the 70th. And then... All right, Liverpool fans, nothing to worry about. My dad, if you're watching. Your happy days for you guys this weekend. Three wins. Um, City hosting Everton. We didn't talk about this on the main part of the show, but I think it could be an interesting one at the Etihad. I'm gonna I'm gonna say a draw in this one. I'm gonna say one one. I'm gonna say City's gonna have a hard time breaking down that that defense of Everton, and they're not gonna they're not gonna get more than one, and Everton will sneak one in. I'm gonna say one one. I think it's two two, but I'm predicting a, a grey masterclass. DeMar- yes, I just, I just taken him out of my FPL, but I'm, I'm sensing a Rafa Benitez absolute masterclass. He's the king of Merseyside, <laughs> so I'm hoping he gets a result against City because I can't bear to see them win again. Lastly, capping off the weekend, Tottenham are hosting Leeds. I'm gonna go. I think this is Comte's match that he he breaks out and he establishes himself and the side. I think it's gonna be three one at least Spurs. How are you picking it. the same numbers, man? <laughs> I'm going five nil. Oh, I think, I think this is this is the big statement against a very open lead side in defence, where a five back could just run, you, and he'll probably take, think he'll Kane's going to score all five as well. You know, like Harry Kane, five goals. Ah, Son maybe. Son, you can play Mora. These are quality players in the Spurs side that just haven't been utilised. Kane, Son, Mora are three players who were Champions League finalists. A couple of seasons ago, and they were they were key in that, key in getting there. So I think I think that the under the right management and a five back could be dangerous. All right, a lot of Premier League to look forward to this weekend. Thank God, international break is over, and no more international break for four months, I believe, until until March, oh, until the playoff, until the playoff. So happy days to Sam. We're gonna stick on to answer some questions, but. Sam, it's been nice having you on, and we will talk to you for the weekend recap, yeah? Sounds good. See you guys later. Bye, Sam. Okay, guys, we're going to cap off the show answering your questions. Thank you to everyone who sent in your questions. We're going to be answering first uh, my mate Josh Schneider from the U.S. If you're watching this, thank you for your question. He asked us, and it's going to be on the screen, if the Super League happened, who would have won? And this is, I guess, controversial in a sense because – it was actually close to happening with, with some big clubs. And then last year, there was a bunch of protests and then it didn't end up happening. But, Mill, if you had to pick one of the big teams that wanted to be in the Super League, who would who would have won it? I actually have a... I've just realised why you were asking me that question. What was the format? Was it just an actual league or was it like a cup? It was. No, it, it was it was fully on league, yeah. Okay, so oh, that does change it. Okay, I would have said... I would have said Chelsea... Um, but I feel like Chelsea in Europe, okay, I know they're like kings of Europe or champions of Europe, whatever. I do feel like they'd struggle if they had to regularly play like teams like Bayern, Madrid and, and Barca. 
like any team would. I think, I don't, I think it, oh, I think it might, no, I can't say that. I won't say it. United. Say it. Liverpool. Oh, stop. Oh, get, leave. <laughs> leave. Leave the show. You did I think not Liverpool... just say that we, oh my God. <laughs> I think, I think I Liverpool. No, it's because it's I don't want to say Liverpool, but I think Liverpool are more like brutal in Europe. They're more like, I, th- I think in attack that they, they could take away not only to domestic um, teams like United, <laughs> but um, to sort of like, they could go to Bayern and put up a better fight than I think Chelsea would. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm envisioning Liverpool play each team and Chelsea play each team. And um, I think Liverpool would have an edge over that. I don't think, I think, uh, Bayern obviously are a great side, but I think there'll be hiccups when they come to when they come to England. Um, Jesus. I agree with that part. I agree with that part. But you have literally just said a team that has dropped points to Southampton, to Villa, to Everton in the Premier League was going to win the Super League. I was like, joking. No. I was okay. joking. I was joking, Zeki. All right. Either way, either way, I think, I think that in comparing it to the Champions League format, where a cup format is very, very different, obviously from a league format, that's why you see teams play differently. Like last season, Chelsea finished fourth in the league, but they won the Champions League. Um, there's a thing called being a cup team, uh, where you show up on the cage and you know how to win a tie. Uh, but in a league format, you have to be very consistent, and you have to know how to grind out results, even if. It's a draw as opposed to uh, just losing. And I think it, it's all down to the manager. And Thomas Tuchel is very, very good at organizing his team, at grinding out results. We saw it when they went a man down to Liverpool at Anfield. Any other team would have lost that match. But they they, they stuck through it and, and they got a draw. So I think Chelsea would have actually won uh, the Super League. But it's so hard because teams are going to be dropping points left, right, and center. You know what I mean? Like, we wouldn't see a a 90-point season, an 80-point season, I, I think all the winner would actually end with like 60 or something if they played a full um, 39 matches or, or whatever that would be. So thanks for your question, Josh. Um, moving on, Angel from Dean College wants to know, most irreplaceable player from each team in the Premier League? So, yeah, we'll just run down uh, the table. Some of them will be quick. Uh Chelsea, Mill, who's your most irreplaceable player? Reese James. No. Really? Yes. Yes, Reese James. I was gonna say Mount. Um, but I just think Reese James has, has proven himself to be the best right back in the league this season. Trent sure. definitely uh-huh. challenges him for it, but I think Reese James, without him, they wouldn't be as good attacking. So Sure, I'm gonna go Edward Mendy. I think he's an absolute rock at the back. Oh, yeah. Good leader. I'm going, you can't change it. Can't change yeah, it. I know. Change. I know. That's <laughs> all right. Edward Mendy for me. All right, going down City. Oh, these are hard, man. Uh, KDB, but just because I don't know, just because he's a baller, man. It's either him or Foden, but like Foden's just quality. As it's KDB, he can lead them. Um, he can lead a team. On the pitch, I'd say Foden's one of their best players, though. I'm going to go, actually, Ruben Diaz. Um, I think he's he's extremely solid at the back because they, 
they're not really too great defensively. They're great going forward, but defensively they they let in stupid things. So I'm gonna go Diaz. Um, West Ham for me, it's gotta be. Yeah, see, it's a, it's a tough one, but I'm gonna go Declan Rice. For them, is is a must have player. I know Antonio gets all the goals, but I think Declan Rice is instrumental in in how they get the ball transition from uh, defensive third to offensive. Yeah, I would say I'd say Antonio, purely for the for that that goal thing. You do need someone who can who can finish. Um, you can have a player like Rice who's like super key for the squad, but I think in terms of like irreplaceability, like Michael Antonio can he he's guaranteed goals. I think this season. Um, and he's been clinical enough that that the side can trust him. So I think I think that in that sense he's irreplaceable. But yeah, in terms of the position that Rice has had, and you know his 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 ability to like carry out his position well, he's been like best in the league. Um, however, like without a striker who's as clinical as Michael Antonio, it would have meant nothing. So Liverpool, not debates. Salah, yeah. Um, Arsenal. Oh, uh, he's, he's so young, but I'd say Smith Rowe. But he's so young. He's just been quality this, this year. Um, I think irreplaceable is a bit of a weird word, right? Because if you're talking about like positions in the squad, like, like Smith it means who, who can they not live with? Yeah, who yeah, can yeah. they not succeed without? Uh, yeah, I mean, Arsenal's a bit of a sticky one, but it's just since they picked up their run of form. Smith Rowe's been the man. Um, so I'm, I'm just going to say him. I agree with you, Smith Rowe. Oh boy, it's taken us far to go down the table. We finally arrived at us. Manchester United, who is our most irreplaceable player in the squad? You're going to kill me. <laughs> that, that uh, oh no. All right, that's fine. Yeah. Sure, I. Yeah. I bet you kiss it before you sleep. Oh, I do, one hundred percent, without a doubt. Um, you know, Kevin De Gea has obviously been instrumental. Um, you can make the argument that that he is the most. Uh, yeah, it's it's difficult. I'm obviously going to say Ronaldo just because of how many points he's won. It's not just because I think he's he's the greatest. I'm just saying the amount of points we we'd be in a very very dark spot right now if it wasn't for him. We'd be bottom of our Champions League group, like. Um, yeah. But I, I, I'd actually put them both up front together. I put De Gea and Ronaldo so if, if I had to do two. Um, Brighton. Brighton. Oh, Malpai. I don't know. I don't. I don't watch a lot of Brighton games, but I'm pretty sure he's the he's their talisman, isn't he? Yeah, he he does get all the goals. I'm gonna go actually Basuma. Um, in that little stretch he wasn't playing, they, they kind of struggled a little bit. Um, he's just an absolute workhorse, who I think would suit United very well, actually. But moving on to Wolves, I'm going to go uh, Raul Jimenez, actually. Uh, not just because of his goal threat, but because of his leadership on the team. I mean, he was there at Talisman last season. And just having him on the pitch, you see when he came back from his injury, uh, just the, the spirits got lifted. I think he's... He's Wolves through and through, so Raul Jimenez for me. I'm going to say Ruben Neves. Um, I think he connects the team quite well from defence to the, to the attack. He's their, he's their middle man as well. Him and Jao Moutinho in that midfield, they, they really control the ball well and they, they're the reason why the ball will often 
flows quite naturally for Wolves. Um, you could argue with Dharmachari, but he's just got no end product. Like he he can run from one goal to the other and he can miss two yards out. So uh, I'd say Ruben Neves. All right, we're just going to do a few more. We're going to go, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll hit the big ones, the big ones. Uh, Spurs. Spurs is next. Who do you think they can't live without? Mm-hmm. Son. I would say Kane. I would say Kane, but it's so unfair to, to say Kane after this season. Like, he has not earned that. Um, but yeah, Son, I think Son is just so technically gifted and he works so hard. Um, without Son, I think there'd be less of a Kane. But no Kane, I think Son would still be working hard and being equally technically gifted. So, yeah, Son. That's right. It's, it's, it's Son for me as well. We're just going to do the top 10. So, in number 10, it, it comes Palace. Uh, for me, I think it's... It's a tough one because recent times, but I think it's going to be Will Zaha. Yeah, Zaha. Like Gallagher, Gallagher's had a great season, but you cannot say he's irreplaceable. Um, right. I think Zaha's just, yeah, top notch. I brought Gallagher into my FPL this week, actually. So yeah, I think get a little, little result out of him. Come on, Palace. Yeah. Come on. But uh, all right. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you please smash a like on the video, subscribe and comment your questions for us to answer on our weekend recap on Sunday night. Yeah, it's been me, Millen today. Thank you guys for watching. Follow us on social media and we will talk to you Sunday night. Viva!